Hey everyone, happy Friday and welcome back. I'm your host, Josh, and today I have another episode of What's It To You. Today's episode is going to be a unique one. I caught up with an old acquaintance of mine, Christina, who took the time out of her day to sit down and discuss the meaningful things in her life with me. We discussed the struggles of working out the ebbs and flows in life, and then trying to understand the effects that those currents have on not just ourselves, but those around us. This also leads into a great conversation about boundaries. Um, She shares some beautiful insight into her own journey of self-discovery and the reevaluation process she goes through with her own boundaries that exist in her life. So sit back and join us as we delve into the question, what's it to you? expansion without realizing it like I would be going out and trying a bunch of new things and like you know doing like meeting new people and like having new experiences and then it was like everything would just kind of start to contract naturally to where things would slow down whether it be like a change of season or like just natural energy levels or like everybody just kind of I don't know calming down around me and like getting into relationships and you know and so kind of learning to like deal with some of those like natural transitions um and then also you know i mean i like have struggled with anxiety and depression for like kind of on and off for most of my life and so it's kind of i feel like we all definitely have (laughs) it's our generation right (laughs) well and then you throw in like i feel like especially with those of us that are kind of in like the 30s Mm. age range Mm -hmm. um you know like we got to experience a childhood that had like minimal electronics whatsoever and now like with just the introduction of technology like halfway through our lifetime like seeing some of the effects of that and just kind of seeing like like some of the comparison issues that Mm -hmm. like a lot of people our age really struggle with just because of like what social media presents versus like what real life is and yeah you know the the veneer versus like yeah reality right yeah and that's a really good way to put it veneer versus reality you know and so I'm not I mean we're kind of geared towards anxiety and depression across the board. <laughs> we're performing all the time. We're I feel like that's so, what it is, right? Oh, yeah. Well, and especially those of us who are in, like, service industry, too. Like, that's, I mean, it's a stage, you know? Yeah, so, yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. I mean, we're, yeah. We, I, I literally talked about this with one of my friends the other night. It's just, like, it's wearing a mask even when the mask we're wearing is our true self, yeah, we still have to like put on a certain like facade of what we are. Oh, 100%. Give me my customer service voice versus like after Barblade comes out and I'm like home. Oh my God, that, that tone of voice that you just know. Like, oh, and yeah. you're just like, hi, and you're just like, don't fucking talk to me like that. <laughs> <laughs> you just know. I have with my girlfriends uh, kind of what I call my hot girl disguise. Mm. Otherwise, I'm a fucking bridge troll, and I'm so happy about it. <laughs> and I feel like it's kind of the same thing. It's like we're all just like animals at our core, but like you know, we like to be more presentable and more. Hey. Yeah, we're, I mean, we're social creatures. We have to like be presentable in yeah. some ways, right? I mean, our fucking livelihoods rely upon it. Yeah, quite a bit. Well, so you want to tell me who you are and tell me a little about yourself? Sure. Uh, you just said just. Tell me, hi, Christina, how are you today? (laughs) Hey, Josh. Um, I'm good. Thanks so much for having me on. This is so exciting. Yeah, I'm glad you're here. This will be, I think we're going to have a really good conversation. I I think so too, I hope. So Um, tell, I mean, honestly, I think it's just as much for me as everybody else who's listening. Tell me a little about yourself. 
Okay, yeah. Well, my name is Christina. Um, I'm a born and raised Houstonian. Um, I've lived kind of like all around the city and some of the suburbs, so, you know, I've kind of gotten that experience of getting to like watch Houston grow up around me, which has been really neat. You know, I am slowly working towards a degree in supply chain management at U of H. Um, I work full time. I have, I'm a I'm an avid animal lover. Mm-hmm. Um, I volunteer at the SPCA, and yeah, and I have a cat. So what's your cat's name? Uh, her name is Penny Lane. Ah, uh. yeah, she actually—it's so funny. She picked that name out herself. I couldn't decide what to name her, and I was like scrolling. I know that sounds super weird, uh, but I was like scrolling through YouTube, mm-hmm. and she just kind of didn't give a shit for the most part. And then as soon as the music video came on for Penny Lane, the Beatles, she came and she sat like. Right, I was like laying in my bed and she came and she sat right on my shoulder and just watched it so intently. And I was like, Penny Lane, is that your name? And she just kind of looked at me and she meowed. It was, it was really cute. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Oh, I wish I had just as adorable stories for naming mine, but unfortunately they just came with names. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have dogs, cats? We have uh, two cats and one dog. Oh, yeah. what are their names? Uh, Midas and Milo. Those are my cats. And then uh, Spring is the dog. What type of dog? She's a husky mix, weird mutt thing. Ooh, she got high a, energy. And lots. She just loves to talk, and she just does it at the top of her voice. She has no inside voice. As she should. Yeah, right. As she should. So, okay. So you're going into, so you're in school. You're going supply chain management. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know your backstory. Like, I met you working behind a bar. Yeah. And as we talked about earlier, you kind of like, you're going into much more of a nine to five, less hectic kind of lifestyle. Yeah. One of the things I feel like we definitely should start off talking about is family. Because you brought it up, obviously you brought it up because you wanted to talk about it, but also too in the time we've been talking before this, you brought it up a couple of other times. Obviously there were some negative points that we talked about. Yeah. You don't have to go into those, but what's family mean to you? Everything. Yeah? Um, I think kind of throughout my life I've experienced different... Um, you know, different times to where I felt grounded mm-hmm. and times to where I absolutely didn't. And I think for me, the majority of the times where I felt really grounded was when, you know, I was, I was really kind of being a fully participating member of my family and just kind of showing up across the board. Um, I mean, background wise, you know, I was raised by a single mom, but also I'm Hispanic. So as far as like extended family, holy shit, there's a lot of us. <laughs> You know, I, uh, my cousin is in town with her fiance and her daughters. Um, and so I've like just spent some time over there and like, I call her my niece because we all like me and my three older cousins were all like two years apart. And so we all kind of grew up together. You're like inseparable, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. Same house, everything. And so my niece goes and she kind of cuddles up like right next to me and lays down and she looks at her mom and she's like, mama, be quiet. I'm trying to take a nap. <laughs> and she just goes and looks up at me and she's like, Christy, I love you. And I'm just like, Millie. And it's just kind of like little moments like that, that, you know, they kind of give me a different sense of like connection to like the world and just to like all of the good things in life. And so, yeah. That's sweet, actually. Yeah. So you like, you obviously you're like very close to them. Are you like, is your family close by or y'all just obviously have a big family and like my I come from a big family as well yeah they're spread out all over the place I assume yours is as well yeah very much so um I mean my mom uh all of my aunts and uh all of my uncles are here in Houston uh Lisa just moved Lisa's my cousin well she's been living in Austin probably for the last like 10 
years now, and so she has my nieces over there. Uh, Joey and his wife live in Katy. So, um, have and, some family close at least. Yeah, though. we've got yeah, we've got like a lot of us kind of here in Houston. And then there's a whole gaggle of us in Corpus and. Oh, okay. Uh, kind of over there by Porte. Yeah. Oh, God, I haven't been to Corpus in a minute. Yeah, it's a lot of fishing. Yeah, that's the only, <laughs> yeah. That's the only reason I went there was to go fishing. Not a whole lot else other than that, I feel like, though. Yeah. So the moment you talk about having your niece next to you mm-hmm. and, like, having that, like, what does that, like, speak to you? Like, that moment do you, you said you're just like, ah, oh, can you try to encapsulate that for me? Like, what does it feel to be loved? I'm going to put this on you so hard right Ooh, now. <laughs> okay. We're getting heavy early. Okay. God, that's a really good question. What does it feel like to be loved? If you could see your face, honestly, I feel like there's if there's a way to describe it, it's what you're looking like right now. Wholesale scene. Yeah. Yeah. And just, com- like, completely seen. Yeah. Like, I could be my worst self or my best self in front of that little girl and it doesn't there's something about like the innocence of that moment to where I'm reminded of who I am at my core yeah really you know I think I don't know the older like I've gotten you know it becomes really easy to get jaded about things and it becomes really easy to kind of let pomp and circumstance get in the way of what's important Mm -hmm. and that like we at our core just as human beings really are good people yeah. you know regardless of circumstances regardless of like whatever kind of tweaks of character we have you know and I think kind of getting to like experience especially love from like something like that just so like innocent and pure like it's just such a wholesale reminder of like the innocence and the purity that like is at my core you know because I mean like I feel like sometimes I can think like really negative things about myself and you know, and I think, and to be fair, I think that's true kind of for everybody. Yeah, like yeah. we all kind of go through periods like that, but to kind of like get to experience some of that, like love and connection, it's just like, okay, cool. I feel that. Yeah. So you feel like you can actually like be yourself around your family. Like, you know, like, is that feeling like across the board? It's not just obviously in this one minute. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think there are, um, alcoholism and addiction has reigned in my family from all the way from the top. Um, you know, and so I think there are certain areas where in my life, like learning healthy boundaries has really kind of helped me to, uh, maintain sanity and like, just to kind of make sure that I'm taking care of myself and, you know, that I'm not kind of still letting some of that, like have a negative like impact on me. Um, but I know like, regardless of kind of any of the little tweaks that like my family has experienced and the injury that my family has experienced because of like addiction like it's um like I know bottom line if I need them they're there yeah you know and that they love me and I love them too and so it's always it's home even if I have to kind of be a little careful sometimes yeah 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 I mean we always have to be a little careful around family yeah can't let too much show yeah what about that like family has helped you get to where you are right now so my family is pretty much like a matriarchy okay I can relate. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, which is really, really nice. Uh, my grandpa died when I was like four. Mm -hmm. Um, and most, my mom is a single mom, you know, my, and like most of the men in our family, they kind of like play like a back role. Have you had to defer to the women? Yeah, they absolutely defer to the women. And so, um, I think there's like a lot of my strength that I've received from like the women in my family. I think there's a lot of independence that I've kind of gotten to 
get from them yeah. and like learn and watch firsthand, you know, how, you know, how does a woman support herself and a full family completely on her own? No, no person is an island. True. Very you know? true. And, and that so, doesn't rely on, but that is not, I don't think that relies on gender yeah, personally for me. Absolutely. I don't, I don't think it's gender specific, but also I don't think a woman needs a man to have a like fully successful and like fulfilled life, um, you know, but I do, I do believe in the power of community, Yeah. you know, and how important it is to kind of have those supports around you or when you need them and like whatever way people find it, you know, so. I mean, that's what we talked about earlier. Like we're social creatures. Yeah. Like we can't really, we can't, we can't persist on our own, honestly, in the end. Yeah. I and mean, because if you do, you end up like, was it Ted Kaczynski? You get over the Unabomber or some shit like that. Good Lord. <laughs> Yeah, not to get like super like oh <laughs> you either do this or you're this no but there are like a whole lot of variations and i know some people that are pretty close to ted kaczynski so i think we've made no one or two ourselves oh, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you had a very strong great role models in terms of like females in your family yeah. teaching you i know you you're strong you're independent i can see the result of everything that you've obviously taken in what about are you close to your mother um, so I have gone through quite a bit of therapy, okay. um, as a result, as a result of the relationship with my mom. I mean, she grew up kind of feeling like she had to protect everybody. Yeah. Uh, my grandpa was a heroin addict and really, really abusive to my grandmother. Um, and that was the norm, yeah. uh, for my mom and my aunts growing up. Um, and one of my therapists kind of, one of the therapists that I'd worked with over the years identified my mom as like a borderline personality, Okay. which like, right. She hadn't worked directly with my mom. Um, so I take any sort of like secondhand diagnosis or suggestion with a huge grain of salt, but it makes fucking sense. I mean, you're a psychology major, minor. Uh, philosophy, philosophy minor, unfortunately. Okay. Yeah, I, psychology was next on the docket. It's just yeah. philosophy had more hours already put into it. Yeah, no, totally. Um, but so with people who are borderline personality, a lot of times what happens is it's very much like a Jekyll and Hyde mm -hmm. type of situation. And so she can be fantastic. And like at her absolute core, you know, she's, she's a big fucking marshmallow. She's a big fucking marshmallow of a human being and she just loves people and she just wants to be like loved and accepted and like seen for like the big marshmallow that she is. Yeah. Um, and then there are times to where she is just not okay. Mm -hmm. um, and like her ability to accept responsibility for any of that because of her perspective is really, really limited. Like, I'll give you a perfect example. I'm, and this was actually just here really recently. Uh, my ex and I have decided to kind of work things out. Okay. Um, and so, but I don't know what's going to happen with it. We were together for like four years. And so, you know, we're coming back into the relationship with some pretty serious expectations on both parts. Yeah. Um, and so I had kind of had dinner with my mom one night and I had told her and I was like, hey, I don't really know like what to what to say about it, what direction this is going to go, you know, so please don't mention anything to the family. Like, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't want to come out of this looking stupid again. Yeah. Like this is like, I'm willing to give it a chance. He's put some work in, like, I love him. Um, and sure enough, she told, uh, my cousin and his wife and she told me, and then whenever I kind of called her on it, she was like, 
well, I guess I'm properly chastised now. Mm. I just, I mean, I don't understand why it's such a big deal. And so it's kind of circumstances like that where like healthy, normal expectation boundaries are set and there's just like a bulldozing of it. And then whenever you kind of call her on it, it's like, like the tables get turned and there's not really like a whole lot of accountability there. Yeah. Um, and so for me, one of the things that I've really kind of come to like learn to work with her on is just recognizing that like that's not really bottom line is that she doesn't mean to um that i don't think she re- that like i know at her core she loves me and she doesn't really like understand like the effect of her actions or like that her actions are bad yeah or that they're harmful or they have the, the effect that they do yeah you know um and so it leaves me a lot of times kind of having to keep some distance between myself and her um but I mean, I even with her failings like that. Um, I mean, I which she came by honestly. Um, I love her to pieces. I would go to. I'd take a bullet for that woman. Yeah. So yeah. I want to. It's a little sidebar. Are they talking about getting with your ex, and I. I want to say that it's. I understand your like hesitation. Yeah. When you're talking about your family. Um, I do believe that relationships can't be salvaged. I am, I, the, I, my relationship I'm in now is a product of that, like a second chance. That they can't be salvaged? Hey, thank you. So I don't, I know it's, it's always one of those things that people always say like, you know, people, people can't change or it's always like gonna be one way or another. Yeah. But I will say that I'm in the relationship I am now with my wife is because of a second chance and because we went into it with, very clear understandings of yeah. what the other one wanted and being very upfront with each other about that. Yeah. So if it works out, I wish you the best. If it doesn't, I don't want you to, I hope you don't get burned by that though. So I hope you don't like, I hope you don't get burned on giving people second chances. That's Absolutely. what I honestly mean. Absolutely. I didn't know that. Hey, congratulations, <laughs> by the way. Y'all are the prettiest couple oh. I have ever seen. Every time I see a picture of you and her, I'm like, you guys. It's all her. Honestly, she took pictures last night and I look like a fucking troll, but she looks no. fantastic. <laughs> y'all are a very attractive couple. Like, it's very cute to see y'all together. Every time I see y'all, like, pictures of y'all out at, at like, festivals and stuff, I'm just like, man, they're so cool. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank yeah. you. So, and it's so funny that you mentioned the communication kind of being a thing because I found that to be such a key component that, like, that was missing the last time. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, I think the, you talk about communication and communication with that, communication with your mom, communication with your, everyone around you. Yeah. You, when we were talking leading up to this, you were, one thing that your heart was really set on is kind of talking about the ebb and flow of life. Yeah. What led you to believe that? And... Was it something to do with the relationships you had around you, like in terms of family, in terms of like maybe communication with your mom, with your everyone around you, and the lack of it? Like, good call. Uh, really good question. I think, yeah, um, you know, there were quite a few times in early recovery where I would really struggle with um, with communication with my mom, and because I was so fresh, um, kind of learning how to live a sober life and like change the things and the circumstances that really kind of pushed me towards that addiction. Um, it was, it was hard to kind of learn to put those healthy boundaries up and really kind of learn to move on 
to like the next phase of like how do I live like a like a whole life mm-hmm. um, without feeling the need to go out and you know get shit faced every every night or like however often that I could. Yeah. Um, you know, and my mom and I because of like. Because my mom, I mean, at that period had never really had the experience of having anyone put healthy boundaries up and still like kind of being able to go back and be like, hey, I know that this behavior is not acceptable for you, but you still love me, you know? Um, And so, I mean, she and I would go months at a time without like without talking, Mm -hmm. um, which in early recovery and I got started getting sober at like 19 Um, So that was a really, really painful experience for me. And so it was in those periods that I would kind of, um, well, that I was given guidance. I'm so fortunate that I had the women, like, kind of leading me and guiding me through this process. But, um, you know, who kind of, like, gave me the guidance to learn to, like, start to allow my life to expand. And in those, like, in those times, I would start to go and kind of, learn how to form other relationships that you know could maybe fill some of that hole and that could kind of like build that family outside of like my family of origin um you know and so with that came you know having new experiences and really kind of learning to be brave and step outside of my comfort zone and try new things and say you know yeah fuck it I'll go on a on this fucking 10 hour road trip with you just for the fuck of it or you know I'll go and um yeah I'll go try scuba diving you know and just kind of all of these different things um and then it was like once that communication kind of came back with my mom or like what like whenever I kind of got to return back to my family of origin and all of that calmed down it was like everything would kind of feel like it would contract again and I would get to kind of refocus on my family And so I think, and like I really struggled with those transitions because it was hard to say, okay, well it's time to, you know, expand out and like let people be where they are and let life ebb and flow kind of how it's going to naturally and like how it needs to be not only like for my own personal growth, Mm -hmm. but for theirs as well. Um, And so it's just kind of been this process of really learning to accept, you know, when is it time for, when is it time for me to expand? You know, and when is it time for me to kind of contract and let life be small and hyper-focus, you know? Some of the things I think that have had me hyper-focusing recently have been like, um, you know, kind of returning to the relationship and really kind of putting energy into that. Um, school has always been a big hyper-focus for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind of different areas. So, yeah. So, I, it's not actually, I hope this doesn't derail it because we're, I still want to talk about this like contracting and everything, but you've brought up several times already in this conversation boundaries mm-hmm. and in terms of for yourself for others for the inter- relationships interactions you've had with them and also to in con- like in relation to this contracting and growth it all deals with boundaries for yourself and for others what about that has been like so meaningful to you like defining boundaries for yourself like how has that brought meaning to you oh um I think I wasn't raised with boundaries, so I didn't understand what that looked like or why they're so necessary. Before we go on this one, I would like you to, in your words, define mm-hmm. what is what do you mean when you say a boundary? Good call. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
So a boundary for me is where are my limitations and what am I willing to do and what am I not willing or capable of doing in order to get what it is that I want and what it is that I need out of life. Um, It has absolutely nothing to do with like the other person in the situation, but it has how, you know, what am am I capable and willing to give and to offer? Yours are much more personal focus, not so much like others. Oh, 100%. Well, and I think for me, that's really kind of come into... um, learning and understanding that like people need their own space to grow you know just like i need my own space to expand and contract other people do as well and kind of being able to give them that space and that grace to say you know you are where you are and i have no i have no right to kind of try and go in and like change your trajectory other than just by being a good person and kind of trying to be here for you as a support Um, And so that just leaves me with one area of focus, which is me. You know, also, I spent a lot of time kind of learning how to, or at least trying to change other people, and that what an exercise in futility. Yeah. You know, it's... Yeah, I mean, that's exhausting. Holy cow, I have (laughs) ran my head into a ton of brick walls, and it, you know, and I think... um, I had to learn by trial and error of being like, okay, that doesn't work, so now what? You know. So you're going through these processes of like contracting and ebbing and doing all this one. It's really, really about redefining boundaries for yourself at a certain time. Absolutely. And allowing myself to shift those boundaries as needed. How often do you feel that you need to shift them? Or do you feel that it's not so much a, like a time basis, it's just kind of, there's no, no way to really kind of plan for them or anything like that. It's just like what you are and who you are at that moment. I think it's really more, it's more organic than kind of uh, intentional. Okay. Yeah. Um, And a lot of times what will happen is, you know, hindsight is 20-20. I'll kind of look back and say, wow, I've really been spending a lot of time at home right now. (laughs) You know, or like I'll go through a period to where I'm like still really, because I still try and run through brick walls sometimes, you know, and I'll catch myself. We all do, right? Yeah. It's the fun of it. (laughs) I'll try and, I'll catch myself trying to run through a brick wall and I'll have to catch myself and say, that's not, you know, this isn't effective. This is causing me like pain and discomfort Mm. in one way or another. So like, how do I need to adjust so that I am not contributing to my own pain and discomfort? Um, And kind of what I found is that really for the most part, I have, so much say in how much pain and discomfort I experience so it's I mean that's it's a powerful realization in and of itself I mean we we choose to let things in our life that most of the time let me rewind that most of the time we we are victims of our own circumstances yeah um granted there's those acts of God that we have no control over but like but also kind of what I found, it's funny that you mentioned the acts of God, because kind of what I found is that like, whenever those things do happen, uh, like I had mentioned to you, I'd had a couple deaths in my family this past year. And it's like, what I found is depending on what my perspective is, as I'm kind of paying attention, it really depends on what it is that I'm looking for, you know, and like where, um, where my attention is. I found that in those moments, it has a tendency to be more of like an opportunity to build more community yeah, and kind of see and get to recognize some of that 
some of that like innate goodness in people you know the same thing that my niece sees in me like whenever she looks at me it's the same thing that I kind of get to see in other people like in those like really tough times where there just is no helping it and everything sucks mm. you know and so in that way this perspective of like you know this isn't so bad this is actually kind of great it's just kind of continues to get bolstered for me yeah do you think the idea of setting boundaries for yourself and doing like this is kind of a way for you to look at yourself the way your niece looks at you i think so yeah there were a lot of times to where i tried to push myself past my boundaries mm -hmm. because of perceived expectations of other people and you know these expectations that i these faulty expectations that i had on myself of what it is that I needed to be and who it is that I needed to be in order to be fulfilled and happy. Um, and it was like, I kept hitting emotional brick walls of feeling like I failed, yeah. you know, um, in one way or another, whether I failed in my interactions with people because I wasn't um, available to be my best self in those moments because I just, I was trying to pour from an empty cup or, um, you know, in a, in a whole lot of ways, or whether I was pushing myself beyond my pure capacity. I mean, I remember at one point I was bartending, I had a full-time job. I was also helping another friend out with like a reselling business online. And so I technically had like three jobs yes, yeah. and I was in school and I was like dating and still going out with friends. And I was kind of looking around and I was like, why do I feel like, like I'm delivering 25% everywhere? this is a problem mm -hmm. and so there's kind of been um ego checks yeah and mm -hmm. boundary checks for me to where it's like okay this isn't effective this isn't effective for how i want to feel and who i want to be kind of showing up on a day-to-day -day basis what do i need to adjust so talking about everything that we have and speaking about everything that you've interacted with and learning your own limitations and taking those into account what does it mean to you to live a meaningful life? Just go with it. Yeah. That's, you know, it's just go with it and let it happen. I think the experience of life in and of itself is meaningful. Mm -hmm. And I think the only time that we kind of start to deviate from that is when, when we get the idea for some reason that it's not. If we're looking for the meaning, we'll find it yeah. wherever it is that we look. Um, you know, and for me, Right now, my focus, whether it be just, it just happens to be that my nieces are in town or, you know, like the recent kind of build, like rebuilding of that relationship, it's family, yeah. you know, ask me again in six months, my answer will probably be different. Yeah, right. Yeah. But there is meaning everywhere if I'm willing to look for it. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, I appreciate hey. you sitting down with me and yeah. really opening up. I, there's some... I feel like I'm going to go back through this and have to stop it at a couple of points too. So, yeah. <laughs> Hey, we made it to the end of another great episode yet again. I'm glad to have you here. So this turned out to be a very unique conversation for me. I really enjoyed this idea that seems to be a very strong guiding principle for Christina that I mentioned in the top of the episode, ebbs and flows, currents that course through our lives, the periods of expansion and contractions that ultimately define our lives and how we interact with those around us. It's through these periods of change that she, and I think this speaks to everyone, 
gain some insight into her own self, looking at where she's at, what she's comfortable with, and if she feels okay with those situations. I think that this process that she goes through um, is a really powerful and yet simple thing that we tend to overlook. We really tend to let ourselves, like our literal selves, get washed away when we get caught up in just the drama and traffic and just consistency that is everyday life. Um, that moment of taking a step back, just taking one second to breathe and just see where we are. I think, well, I think Christina is onto something here. That period of not getting washed away and then her taking those moments of self-realization and then figuring out if she needs to kind of bring in those boundaries she has a little bit closer to herself. Or does she feel comfortable enough letting them expand out with the rest of things? I know that that can be a very difficult process for some people. And I know it's not as easy as it sounds. But I know probably from this point forward, I'm going to be making a more of a conscious effort to do the same for me. And who knows, maybe it'll help you do the same. I want to include some links in the episode description of maybe just some basic meditations or yoga practices that I know for me that have helped me out and that maybe they'll help you out as well. So thank you all for listening. I appreciate you for tuning in. Remember, continue to like, subscribe, rate, tell your friends, spread the word. Word of mouth goes a long way. And I will see you all in two weeks from now on Friday at noon. So stay safe out there. And as always, don't forget to keep asking, what's it to you?